Welcome to Collector's Corner, the premier NFT art podcast. We help collectors gain and maintain their edge, all while appreciating amazing art. We're excited to help you in your collecting journey. Let's dive in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cornering the Market, where we go through all the weekly gen art news and help you identify great art that you can go and collect. My name is P. You may know me as at Aston Cloud Online. My normal co-host, Jared, who you may know as Jared underscore pause online, couldn't make it today. Uh, my schedule has been a little bit crazy, but it should be getting back to normal starting the f- upcoming week. So I'm looking forward to getting back to the normal routine and bringing you guys awesome news. Today is Sunday, October 23rd. We will release this episode today. As always, these Cornering the Market episodes are audio only. We try to keep them punchy, 30 minutes, and we hit on some high-level global and just market news. And then we go into interesting new drops that we like, great art that we found at great prices, new upcoming releases that we're really interested into, some general news and highlight a few artists that we enjoy. There'll be a Twitter thread with this and coming up soon, we are going to have a newsletter. So there'll be more information about that. We'll keep you updated on that. And as always, if you're watching this on YouTube, again, audio only, but please subscribe. It really likes us. (laughs) Excuse me. It really helps us. Uh, Also like, comment, Etc. And as we go through this, I will make any disclaimers about any art that I myself own. So you know of any potential conflicts of interest. But in general, we are focusing in the bear market on getting great art at great prices. And there is so much out there. It may not seem like not much is going on, but truly there is a lot out there. So my friends, thank you for tuning in. Let's dive in. As always, we start with the global macro economy because it is impacting everything right now. Things aren't looking better, but there's also not a lot of bad news. In fact, we mentioned a couple of weeks ago that the inflation report for the US in September came out. As soon as we can tame inflation, it's a better financial environment and people are willing to take more risk, which is great for NFTs considered very much on the edge of the risk curve. The good news here, actually, now that I think about it, is the inflation numbers were bad, but the market reacted positively, which really means that the market is probably oversold. Now, if anyone listens to the All In podcast, which is a technology podcast, not Web3 specific, but you have three really, sorry, four really, really great investors talking about stuff who have their fingers on the pulse. And a lot of them are starting to say that things might be turning around. So we might be getting to the bottom of the market. Now, the economy as a whole, gross domestic product, et cetera, may not be getting better, But markets tend to look ahead and run ahead. So this is just something to keep in mind and keep an eye out for. Let's hop over to the Ethereum, what we consider the blue chip gen art market. And we check out nftpricefloor.com. This will be in the show notes as well. And by the way, there'll be timestamps for any of this. So hop to whichever portion is most useful to you. Now on NFT price floor, when we are looking at the blue chip gen art, things like autoglyphs, chrome squiggles, fidenzas, ringers, etc., I would say in the last seven days, a little bit less volume. Uh, As usual, squiggles really take the most volume because that's what squiggles do. The floor price is now 12.4. There were 23 sales, still really good volume. And keeping in mind that squiggles are a collection of 10,000, so you would expect more volume. We've seen some movement in Meridian, five sales there, floor price of 7.7. Screens still moving, five sales there, floor price of 2.7. Memories of Chi Lin, floor 5.3, and we had four sales there. And then, and then we just kind of see a tail going down there. In terms of the highest jumps in floor price, Singularity, which is a really uh, original art blocks curated collection, 
has a floor price of 6.75 now, two sales in the last seven days. That's a 43% jump. The other one that sticks out to me is Elevated Deconstructions, which is one of the day zero sets that people can collect. So for folks who don't know that, people are collecting the day zero, the first day minted projects on art blocks. One of them is Elevated Deconstructions. The other is Chromie Squiggles. And the third is escaping my mind. I believe it's Genesis. So people are trying to collect all of those. And that's to some extent why they are rallying. Squiggles is a little bit different because they're very popular. Unfortunately, since Jared's not here today, we don't have our squiggle update, but we will have that next time he's here. Essentially, as a nutshell, we're still seeing good movement. I, I mean, good is all relative, but it's been pretty stable the last few weeks where we're seeing some collections move, but nothing crazy. Not a lot of volume has come back. And keeping in mind that these are very expensive projects. So, uh, you know, it takes a decent amount of capital to drive volume into these projects. FX hash is the next thing we like to look at. Still working on getting some Tezos analytics, which include object, but FX hash is where a lot of the generative art action is happening on Tezos. And we're still seeing really good volume. Uh, again, a great mix. So in the past seven days, dragons is number one with 17.9 thousand Tezos. And actually just today, a few hours ago, there were a couple sales that made up almost 8,000 Tezos. Another one that is number two in the list in seven-day volume is Primordial by David Bryce Allen. This one is doing really, really well. Full disclosure that I do own a couple of Primordials. Interesting collection, floor price of 105 now, but has 15,000 Tezos in volume and it just launched. So that one is doing quite well. And then we have a few others that are a mix of both new collections and older ones that are seeing some volume. So number three is a Kinder Garden Monuments by Zanken and Yazid. Then number four, September Zoom by Kim Astendorf, which we'll get to is number five. Ephemera by MJ Lindau, which we'll also talk about is number six. And uh, we'll link to the show notes so you can see the rest of them. But suffice to say, still quite a good mix of new and old collections rounding out the weekly volume on FX hash. Yet, I would say overall volume is still relatively low. We're not getting too many sales a few days out. Next, let's go to release recaps. Super exciting. We get to see new art that's coming out that is great. And we can talk about the releases and how things are going. The first one that I want to highlight is Soul-365. This is by Corey Haber, I believe is how their name is pronounced. This is a really interesting collection that is interesting in a couple of reasons. So it minted on, let's see, it revealed on Friday, I believe, and it minted on Wednesday. Mint price of 0.18. It was minted on foundation.app. And it's giving me really Meridian vibes. So Meridian is a project by Matt Delorier. It's an art blocks playground project. Check it out. Really interesting. But Soul 365, it's resonating with collectors. A lot of really big collectors are buying this. The art is beautiful. It's a little bit abstract. Uh, take a look at it. I actually am going to have one of these be our thumbnail for the episode because I like them so much. I had a different piece in mind, a different collection, but I'm going to supersede it. It's Soul 365 has really ripped. People are buying them up like crazy. The floor price has doubled in a day. And it is really big collectors. Because it wasn't on art blocks, I think it may have gone a little bit under the radar. So really check this out. See if you like it. There's 365 pieces. Obviously, that's not a coincidence. Each piece has a characteristic, which is a date that corresponds to a date in 2023. So you could find your birthday or something like that. In addition to that, each one has a different location, a different city. So, you know, there's Shanghai, China, there's Athens, Greece, 
There is uh, Beijing, China. There's uh, Bogota, Colombia, whatever. So it, it's an interesting, fun way to collect because you can kind of find something that may be within your own life, uh, reasonable or meaningful. And then in addition to that, you get this great piece of art. So really keep an eye on this one. I think it's worth looking at. Like I said, a lot of big name collectors are enjoying it. Certainly passes the eye test. Really interesting concept and they are beautiful. So check that one out. We'd love to hear how what folks think about it. And oh, full disclosure, we own two of these. or I own two of these. I'm not sure about Jared. I haven't spoken with him, but I, I really do like them. And I think that the signals I'm seeing from the market are promising, uh, even though their floor price is now 1.75 Ether. So it's, it's gone up quite a bit. It's gone 10x since the mint. So you might want to wait and see, but definitely check them out. Even if you don't buy it, these are worth looking at, in my opinion. Next thing I wanted to talk about, the next release, was a, I guess it was launched on ArtX Code is the way to put it. And it is by the artist Lars Wander. It's called Perry, Mary, and Lars, and it's an exhibition that had an in-real-life exhibition from October 19th to the 23rd, and this was in London, and there was a private viewing ahead of time. And so it's really featuring Lars. Now, Lars is primarily a Tezos-based artist. He has this fantastic one-of-one -one series, which we'll link to as well, um, where it's not really... I guess I call it a one-of-one -one series, but he's releasing these one-of-ones over time, and they're called How You See Me, and each of them is its own auction. They're fantastic, though. I mean, absolutely beautiful. And Lars has other work on FX Hat, uh, sorry, on Tezos. Uh, he's on Object, and he has his own website, LarsWander.com, so you can take a look at some of his work there. We'll, we'll link to all this, but really a fantastic generative artist, well-deserving, up-and-coming, and this exhibition that he did on verse.works with in conjunction with artx code he had a bunch of effectively one of ones that were being sold and a lot of the grailers dow members snatched these up because they're they are beautiful so check them out if you really like one maybe you can get a deal done reach out to us we can help you get in touch with someone if you're really interested in one of these someone in, in grailers but uh, really fantastic art and i like how more and more artists are getting these exhibitions that are a good mix of the in real life traditional gallery experience and also the nft experience where you still buy the nft online etc cetera, etc cetera. so uh we'll we'll try to highlight when more of these are coming up for people who want to go in person check that one out the show was sold out no surprise it's beautiful art i think you'll enjoy it the last new collection that i want to recap and talk about is called Zoom Parentheses for HWF by Kim Asendorf. And this is a Herbert Frankie tribute. It's a really interesting collection to me for a couple of reasons. So this is on FX Hash. It was launched on October 22nd, so yesterday. There are 128 pieces. Each of these, it's... I So... It says it explores the linear scaling of pixels by zooming into a noisy frame buffer. Various zoom levels are composed one below the other, becoming a cinematic animation throughout the iteration of hue values of the pixels in the frame buffer. It's very technical, very interesting to me. And what's interesting is the look and how some of the animation goes through. It, it, it reminds me of old uh, cassette tapes that you would put into your TVs. For people to remember, we're talking pre-CDs. 
And yeah, it's just got a really interesting, like old techie vibe. What is also interesting to me is that some other artists have really bought these up. Uh, Abosh, who is an artist, Kevin Abosh, well known, bought so many of these. And it's one of those things that you know, I don't fully understand this art. I will be the first to admit it, but I'm intrigued by it and intrigued by the attention that the art is getting. So check it out. Right now, the floor price is 222 Tezos, which is roughly, let's call it 300-ish US dollars. It's not cheap, and I'm not saying that it is cheap, but I think if you have the funds and you are interested, it's worth taking a look because I think they're pretty cool. And I, you know, we'll get to this again, but I, I'm a fan of Kim's work as I have looked around there. So we'll get to that in the cool artists we want to highlight portion. So the next one is called Ephemera by MJ Lindau. And now we're crossing over into what I call great art at great prices. It didn't recently release. Well, I guess it did on October 19th, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit of an overlap in both categories. Either way, Ephemera by MJ Lindau. MJ Lindau is a fairly well-known artist on Tezos. Follow them, check them out. They have fantastic work. We won't go through all of them, but they have a collection that is really top in FX hash called Waiting in Afton. So that's MJ Lindau. Ephemera was their new launch. It minted at 80 at the resting, uh, 80 Tezos. There's only 111 of them. The reason I wanted to point them out is they have this really sort of beautiful mix of a na nature feel. All of them are images of flowers or trees. So a lot of natural images here, but it has more of a, I don't know if this is the right term, but sort of like a cartoony pop arty, no, not pop arty, cartoony feel to it, which I like. It's it's And if you look in the images in the background, there's layers and layers of the the trees and the the nature and the floral appearances there. So I think it's just a cool mix. And you don't see this too often on FX hash in the sense that a lot of what you see in FX hash is a little grainy and it feels a little bit more techy or computery. I know these are not sophisticated words, but take a look. You'll see what I mean. This is an interesting combination. This collection has a floor now of 225 Tezos and it's done a pretty reasonable amount of volume. It's up there in the top 10 for the last seven days. Some some big names are buying this as well, and, and people have really enjoyed this. This is not one where I would say it's had the type of volume, the launch, where you, you could be pretty confident that, okay, this is going to the moon. I wouldn't say that, but it is great art, in my opinion, at a relatively low price. And so if it resonates with you, I think it's worth it. And I think that there is enough of a chance that it retains value that you are not likely to lose it. But again, low price point helps mitigate all of this stuff. More great art at great prices. Next, more on FS, FS, FX hash. You can tell I'm a fan over here. So this one is called Trati, T-R-A-T-T-I. is a collaboration between White Cross and Emmanuel Passin. I will admit, uh, I don't know the artist that well. Emmanuel Passin is a generative artist. And uh, White Cross, I believe, is as well. Let me take a quick look. Uh, not 100% sure, but, but it certainly does look like it from the art. So either way. Trati, this launched on October 19th as well. Dutch auction came down to 29 uh, Tezos floor uh, for the last minting price. And right now the floor is at 24. So it, it is it is below floor, but that's great because 24 Tezos is very cheap and there's some cool art. It, it gives me sort of folio vibes, folio by Matt Delorier. And 
hopefully Matt isn't offended by that comparison. It, I say sort of because at a, at a high level, it looks like that. But there's a lot of patterns that are really interesting, a lot of colors. Flip through this. I think that you could definitely find something that you enjoy from it. And at this price point, uh, it's it's hopefully not breaking the bank. But I wanted to highlight this because I, I really do think it's great art at a great price. The last great art at a great price I want to highlight is called Trazy Doc. T-R-A-S-I-E-D-O-C by Heavy. And again, all this will be in the show notes. Trazy Doc launched on October 12th. So this is not a new release. 512 pieces in this collection. And it uh, doesn't say what it ended up minting out at, but these just look really nice. And there's such a great variety of colors. Like check out number 14 if you're looking online or number 20. I mean, it's really, really nice art. Uh, I, I'm a I think they're gorgeous. Uh, I don't own any of these. And actually going back, I don't own Ephemera or Trati or Zoom. Uh, the only one I, I own so far that we've talked about is Soul by uh, Soul 365 by Corey Haber. Coming back to Trazi Doc, really beautiful collection. Floor of 23, again, quite affordable. Has gotten a, a pretty solid amount of attention, I would say, from, from top collectors. Again, the volume is not... They are such that I would say, okay, yeah, this you, you're going to ride this to the moon, but it's very cheap art. So I think that you buy it thinking that you're just going to keep it and be happy with it because it's beautiful. Let's move on to exciting upcoming drops. So we have three for you here. There's a, there's a theme here. I'm going for threes for all of this. <laughs> I'm sure you all will be able to figure it out. First one I want to highlight, it's a, a friend from live.art or I guess it's live art, liveart.io, uh, Daniel reached out to us and was telling us about this uh, initial generative project by, uh, I'm going to mispronounce his name. I apologize in advance. It's a Chinese artist, Huang Yuxing. It's H-U-A-N-G is their first name, last name, Y-U-X-I-N-G. And this is an artist who already has had over $8 million in sales at auctions recently sold a piece for 8.3 million. Uh, I guess it was, it says that it's the sale of his Epic Riverscape Seven Treasure Pines, which sold for 64.8 Hong Kong dollars, which is 8.3 million in US dollars. And that's 13 times higher uh, than it was estimated. So it sold far higher than people thought. So when people saw his work in person, they were hyped. He is launching a collection called Metamorphic, and uh, this is his first generative project, and it allows him to explore his recurring motifs in his work of minerals, rivers, and pines, and themes of nature. You know, I love nature. That's where my name, Aston Cloud, comes from. This is in conjunction with live.art, as I mentioned. There are 2,000 of these that will be there in total. 800 were already pre-sold to big collecting communities like Proof, et cetera. I think Grailers even, they reached out to Grailers for this one. And uh, the reveal will be announced at a later time. The sale is happening tomorrow. There is a pre-mint link that anyone can sign up for. And the mint price will be 1.5 Ether. So not the cheapest 1.5 Ether, but really intriguing. I think one to follow. Me personally, I don't think I'll be participating just given the, the market, but I'm really intrigued to see how this progresses. And as we were talking about before, it's great to see artists who were not previously in Web3 crossing over, artists who were not previously doing generative work crossing over and trying things out. I'm all for it. I think it's excellent for the space. 
really interested to see how this evolves. The next new drop I want to highlight is called Cosmic Bloom by Leo Villarreal and is in conjunction with Outland Art. It's being launched on Outland Art. And this one will be coming out sometime at the end of November, early December. And for folks who may not know, we, we highlighted this before, actually, uh, but Leo Villarreal, he has a collection called Cosmic Reef that was launched on Artblocks. This has a floor price of 2.3 Ether, so still doing quite well. And this was an Artblocks curated from January of 2022 of this year. And actually, we were on a Twitter spaces with Leo, and he was discussing this. This is going to be published tomorrow uh, on Monday. And this Twitter spaces, he talks about how he was really just getting into generative art with Cosmic Reef, at least the blockchain-based generative art, the way that we are doing it, the long form. And he feels like with Cosmic Bloom, he can build on it. And, and Leo is really interesting. He has done all sorts of installations all over the world. He did a light installation on the San Francisco Bay Bridge. He was mentioning another one he's working on in London. So a very successful in real life artist that is very thoughtful and thinks about decentralization and some of the randomness of mints and how that can be applied in different ways in the real life art as well. So check out the links to Cosmic Bloom. Keep an eye on this. I'm excited for this one. I'm excited to see some pre-reveals, et cetera. So let's watch this, friends, and let's see where it takes us. Next up, exciting upcoming drops. We're going to the higher end here. So in conjunction with Unit London, William Upon of Anticyclone and Dragons has an exhibition that is uh, actually it's happening right now. It's ending today. It's called Compute Syncing Patterns. And as part of this, William will be... Uh, he, he is releasing four, sorry, seven one-of-one one NFTs. And these are absolutely beautiful. I'm going to take a second and talk about William. Uh, there's another story I have about him. But William is going stratospheric. He is getting solo exhibitions with the top places. I, I'm just going to jump ahead to something that I had in Gen Art News. He also is having an exhibition with Sotheby's in NFT Asia. I believe it's in Hong Kong. And he has two one-of-ones there that he is selling. I want you to please go and look at these. Check the show notes. They are absolutely beautiful. So I think William is potentially going to the next level, even though he's already at a high level, if you will, in the gen art world. And because what he's doing is he's creating code that really truly looks like brush strokes, or in the case of Unit London, uh, sometimes ink. He, he's, he was inspired by ink here in these. And it says he recounts the story of his childhood where he first learned how to fill the cartridge of a fountain pen. And he recalls the blue ink staining his fingertips as well as sheets of paper, creating a mess, but also random patterns. And what's crazy is he's really finding a way to build in some of the randomness, the noise of the analog world, but consistently create that with code. And I think it's just beautiful. And it's the type of art that really resonates with me. And to do that with that technical skill to me is just fantastic. So let me tell you a little bit about these pieces. So I mentioned there's seven one of ones. They are each 40 ether, but you can also buy one of 15 
limited edition prints that he signs, those are 500 pounds. You can actually reach out to Abigail and I'll, again, in the show notes, put her info in there and she's on Twitter and they can help you either purchase one of these one-of-ones or you can get one of those prints. Full disclosure, I purchased a print. I purchased Naufrage 2. I think it's beautiful. It's going to be on our wall. I need this in the background for Collector's Corner. I could not afford the 40 Ether, which many people can't. But for those who are listening who can, take a look. They are absolutely stunning. That's a great segue into my first Gen Art news story. So I mentioned William has this drop in Sotheby's. So this drop, he has two of his other one-of-ones that he's selling. And those are likely to be auctioned. I don't know what the reserve price is. One is called Fontaine de Juventus. I shouldn't try to speak French, but it's a jester drawing uh, aimed at capturing movement and flow. And this is more ink-based. And then he has another one called Algorithmic Painting Genesis, where he's trying to experiment and recreate his love for painting with code. And zoom in on this one. I mean, it is unbelievable how it truly looks like paint strokes. I think Mapan is, like I said, I, I'm enamored with what he's doing. I think he's going next level. Really excited to see how these go. And, and you know, it's a bear market, whatever. That You just can't ignore this stuff. You guys got to check it out. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. Next on Gen Art News, there's just something interesting and fun that came out that I thought I would tell you all about. So Verse.Works released something with QBB. QBB is a pretty much, I would say, a Tezos-based artist. Uh, they are Japanese and they're focused on digital art and uh, was born in Tokyo and I believe lives there as well. Really cool, interesting artist. Uh, it kind of has this worm symbol going on. And so you'll see a lot of stuff about worms with QBB, but really cool generative art. So they released what they call a part two of a three-part series showcasing QBB's We Wizen works. And this exhibition, it has 10 outputs from his latest algorithm. And what they did is they sold, um, there are only 25 total works. And what they did is they, they sold these mint passes. I need to read this for you because it's a little bit confusing. So each of the 10 artworks will be released as an open edition on October 24th. So that is Monday. That is tomorrow. The edition sizes will be hidden until the close of the mint. To mint an artwork, you must hold one of 100 mint passes. And the mint passes are all sold. We're all sold on October 20th, although you can buy them on secondary. So what happens is there's going to be 10 artworks and a total of 100 passes. You don't know how many people are choosing each pass. So you might be the only one, or sorry, choosing each artwork using their path, pass on that. So there's a little game theory. You might be the only one who mints one of them and then it'll be worth more because it is a one of one or you, you know, all hundred people might mint the same one. Those are the extremes. So we'll see what happens. And I think it's just a cool, fun little mechanic that QBB used. And there were a hundred of these mint passes that were sold for a thousand dollars each. So right now the secondary is 1.34 ether or about 1750. So I just thought it was something cool. Wanted to highlight that. The next, the last piece of gen art news that I think is really interesting is if you've been following Eric Snowfro's Twitter account, which is art on blockchain and Snowfro is the creator of the Chromie Squiggle, founder of Artblock, so huge figure in the gen art space. He tweeted out that he's working with G Money NFT, G Money being a really early creator, the founder of Admit One and uh, also uh, Nine 
DCC. Uh, they are doing something in Art Basel, Miami, and I've heard whisperings that it's something kind of related to Chromie Squiggles. And Snowfro released a couple images which look like, it, it, imagine you took a Chromie Squiggle and you made it completely flat. So no undulations, no turns, just completely flat. I don't know what it means. I don't know what's coming up, but it's pretty cool. Anything squiggle related excites us. I'm sure Jared is hyped. So we'll get his take on it next time, but really excited to see what that, what comes out of that. That'll be Art Basel in Miami, which is November 30th through December 4th, I believe in, uh, in Miami in the USA. Wonderful. Last segment. I just want to highlight a few artists. I'm coming across all sorts of artists that are doing such cool stuff. Not all of this is generative, but definitely worth talking about. The first one, which is generative, is Lars Wander, who I've mentioned earlier. Check out Lars Wander's stuff. Really, I mean, it's it's not cheap anymore, I would say. These one-to-ones he releases in his How You See Me series tend to, they're, you know, they're selling in the three to five, three plus thousand um, range for Tezos. But he also had a recent release called Geode, that was on FX hash. And that one actually has been doing quite well. Also has a floor price of 242 ether to 212 of those really interesting art. Lars is, you know, it's, it's not early anymore for Lars. I think Lars has sort of really cemented uh, themselves as one of the top artists on FX hash, but keep an eye on them. Check out their art. See if you like it. I think it's worth your time. The second artist I want to highlight is Linda Dunia, D-O-U-N-I-A. And uh, Linda Dunia is an artist, designer, and curator. That's how they describe themselves. And uh, they have some pretty cool art here, especially some really nice uh, editions and one-of-ones. I don't believe these are generative, but they are really pretty. So I, I think that certainly they are worth taking a look at and flipping through, see how you find them. And the last artist I wanted to highlight was Kim Asendorf, who we talked about earlier at just released Zoom 4HWF. They have some really cool work. I mean, just, just go to their object page. Again, we'll, we'll link to it. Um, I like to sometimes go back to the oldest to see what are the early stuff they were doing. Uh, really interesting art. A lot of it within that same theme of being highly techy, kind of staticky images mixed with color. Uh, it, which, which I think is really interesting and, and cool and, and different, right? It's a very, it's a very computer, digital, native look. So I appreciate that. I appreciate seeing the different types of art and how those different types of art make me feel. And I think you would also appreciate that. That is it. That is our episode, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Really hope you enjoyed it. Again, my name is P. I go by Aston Cloud Online. We are at collectors underscore XYZ. We appreciate you listening in. We appreciate your support. There'll be a tweet thread with this if you want to ever recap anything or see uh, some of the, the Twitter handles of the folks we're talking about. And everything will be in the show notes. We'll have timestamps as well. Until next week, really thank you everybody for tuning in. We'll see you then. Thank you for tuning into Collector's Corner. We hope you enjoyed this episode and you found it useful in your collecting journey. Please check out our website, www.collectorscorner.xyz, for show notes and digital art galleries related to this episode. You can also follow us on Twitter, at collectors underscore XYZ. If you'd like to help us out, please leave us a five-star review on our website or your favorite podcasting platform and or leave some feedback on how we can do better. 
The Collector's Corner team and guests are not registered investment advisors. All views expressed on this podcast are personal opinions and are not specific inducements to make particular investments or investment strategies and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. This show is solely for informational and entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.